podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank. And right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for $10 with promo code TANK10. That's $10 for your first tank exchange with promo code TANK10. Visit PropaneTaxi.com. No contact, no commitment, no problem. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4. Four, working for you. Good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily. This is your Monday night show. This show, of course, is brought to you by Paddy Power, a bookies, a website and an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly and try to do so with Paddy Power. Odds on Liverpool, specials on Liverpool, odds on football, odds on sport, odds on everything else. Go to paddypower.com, download them on Android or on iPhone and away you go. You know how it works from there. Tonight with me is Carl Kopak and uh, me and Carl have had a rant for about four and a half minutes before this show started. So you can probably expect something along that lines for the next 40 minutes or so. Carl, uh, Liverpool went and won a game yesterday that I never, never, ever felt that they were going to even draw. I always felt they were going to win it. Um, how big a win was that for you, Carl? Because we, we spoke about it on our show last night. We felt it was a massive, massive win. But I keep saying it every week. We keep finding different ways to win football games. And this was another one again yesterday, wasn't it? I've got some views on yesterday. I mean, firstly, I, I will own a completely irrational hatred of Tottenham Hotspur. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about them, but I dislike them more than Chelsea. I know a lot of people hate Chelsea, but that's just a new thing for me. I, 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 I've i always got it in for Tottenham with their, their flashy midfielders who never actually win anything. And that's going back to the 70s and the fact that they used to basically buy all Liverpool's slightly too old midfielders like Leonardson and Redknapp and Danny Murphy and people like that. So I always want to beat Tottenham anyway. Um, in the ground... It seemed to me that when Tottenham scored, they didn't know what to do. Where for Liverpool and Liverpool fans, they just knew straight away, this is what we have to do. We've got to score two goals. We've got 90 minutes. Let's do that. When, and Tottenham's game really is always to attack always. Well, it used to be when, you know, when they go through their, their good form because they're, they're, not, they're, they're not the full you know, team they can be at the moment. And I don't think they, needed, they, they knew how to do that. And I think that really played into our hands a bit. And you're right, Liverpool can do that now. If Liverpool want to get an early lead and hold on, we can do that. We can ground out results. Sheffield United was the perfect example. Where I didn't think we were the better team on the day, I thought Sheffield United were absolutely excellent. We get the goal and we go, that's it. We're just going to shut up shop. You're not getting anything from us now. We'll take the 1-0. That's fine. Spurs can't do that. They've got to attack all the time and they've got to leave gaps. And they all want to come forward. And hardly any of them want to sit. Um, 
for Liverpool to win a game like that after the week of results we've had as well. United was was a hard game, and then you got to go to Belgium and you know and, and and do all that sort of European stuff as well to get them at home, knowing we've got City to come and Arsenal beforehand. Although there's every chance to go about me and you are playing in that game, mm-hmm. then that's a hard game. And to go a goal down after 48 seconds and still think, right, we've got 90 minutes to win this and we'll win it in 70 or whatever it was. That's an enormous victory. Enormous. Yeah, like the, from, from watching the game yesterday, a lot of people are coming into the into the chat here regarding um, Matip um, being out possibly for six weeks and they're, they're discussing Lovren and they're discussing Gomez and stuff. We will absolutely get to that before the end of the show. But just on the game itself, you know, watching the game yesterday, I just felt, well, first of all, I was like, what the fucking... Ah. You know what? I take a goal after a minute if that's the way it goes down, but just not from Harry Kane. I'm just the way it is. It's just the way I am with him. But it was literally like there was no kind of there was a bit of stunned silence obviously but then it was like right okay 89 minutes left no one no one near me moans at all the the first shout was liverpool 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 yeah and it's like straight away yeah and it's like we've 89 minutes and we now just have to beat you two nil from here on in and we'll do that it's now it's now it's just a conundrum where where, the first minute you don't know what's going to happen you're trying to find out what the opposition have got and a minute later you know right okay we know we've got to do it now and we're just going to do it because we're better than you yeah, like and that, that and that's amazing to have that ability. And do, do you know something like I go on a lot about Liverpool's hard work and, and the determination and the way they apply themselves, but the mix yesterday of application, drive, you know, wanting to win, dedication, along with a lot of skill and a lot of tactical it was the tactical brilliance yesterday at times, the way they moved spores around, absolutely hammered them. If, if it didn't work, they moved them around again and hammered them again. It was just like the only thing that annoyed me about the first half, even without the goal, was just that point, that whistle going for 45 minutes for half time because I felt just keep going because these are gone. You know, they, they won't have it in them. But were you like that? Were you thinking at half time, even 1 0? No, we're still okay here. We're, we, we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was, I don't think there was anyone worried near me. I, I quite couldn't work out. I don't know if anyone noticed this, but. Spurs either came out really early or we came out really late in the second half because they were out a good 90 seconds, two minutes before we were. And I don't know if, if that's because Pochettino's going, right, go out there and concentrate, just hang on. Go and stay together, just concentrate and get out on the pitch now. All Klopp's basically just going through, this is what we do about Danny Rose. This is what we do about Serge Aurier. Because um, I think that's how we won the game. We basically yeah. just, we, we attacked their full-backs, uh, made sure we kept them high up the pitch. Sorry, Lerden high towards their, their end rather and yeah there, there was never a sense of the ground that we've, we've lost this ever there was never a sense of the ground that we'd drawn it either even at 1-0 after yeah. very nearly an hour Yeah. and then it got to 1-1 and then it was just sort of I was thinking about the third goal yeah, but you know when I went, this take when I went when I went one all I was thinking we'll do this 3-1 that's yeah. you know, I, I genuinely thought that. And you know, Grizz was talking to me on the show last night and he made a great comparison between this game and the Champions League final. He said, We score early in the Champions League final, we're not on great form, but we're quite good throughout the game at managing it and managed to nick one at the end. He said Spurs never looked anywhere near that level. They looked when no. they scored, they looked a bit shocked themselves and straight away it was like that's probably at the nineties a little bit. We need to get back here and batten down the hatches, you know. And and that's that's what came about because as as shocked as they look, Carl, Spurs looked a shadow of themselves yesterday, and I don't know how much that is. I, I'm going to say a lot of it's down to how well Liverpool played, but some of it you have to put to. They just look like a team that are nearly going through the motions and are a bit bored on what they're trying to do. 
they don't. It seemed to me yesterday that there's a, there's an accusation from Tottenham fans I was listening to last night where one said all he ever does is play his mates. That's all he ever does. Sergio Aurier is no good. Um, and well, well, Chris, he's, Chris, he's, Brack, he's, Chris Brack says there he maintains that Poch picks defenders who gives you a chance. It's baffling Vertonghen was on the bench. Yeah, that's so not picking and, his mates. And he didn't play. He didn't play in and in, in, what's his name and and Dobley and and Dembele and Dembele and Dembele. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So when he came on, I thought, oh yeah, I forgot about him. Um, so I was actually convinced Zoko was going to get sent off just because I know what he's like. Mm. Um, and when he got booked. When he came on, I thought, oh, yeah, I forgot it. He's, he's quite good, and I thought, and he did, he did move them round a bit. You know, he, he gave them a, 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 our lads a game in midfield, and they're, they're weird Tottenham because they should, they, it should have been two 0 for a start. They had that ball across the box, which Kane couldn't connect with. We had, they had Son hitting the bar, and what a player he is, by the way. Son oh, yeah. hitting the bar. We, we, talk, we, spoke the at, we spoke at length about him last night, yeah. Jesus, he's good, that lad. Yeah. And um, so you know, there's flashes, and in some ways, I'm sort of glad there was flashes because I didn't want it to look like. Oh yeah, it wasn't Liverpool being great. It was Tottenham being bad. So, Tottenham, they were they were the slept last night. They worked hard last night, and they still couldn't lay a glove us. And after the first minute, and I think we do need great praise from that. But the Tottenham are just—I don't know—they're they're a lot like Arsenal. I mean, a sort of—you look at them and think, how are you not winning eighty percent of your games, and yet you don't? It's really weird. And I suppose we were like that for a long time as well. Where you just look up the team sheet and you think, you know, Gerard, blah, blah, blah. We're going to win everyone. Flattering to deceive a little bit, like. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Yeah, like, mm. you know, the times when, when um, Liverpool lose one game in three and you think, just look at the team, for God's sake. How's that happening? And I think they're a bit, you know, they've got England's captain. Who, you know, getting, Liverpool are getting the little breaks. What you mean, like a deflection in 48 seconds. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, they've got, and uh, Lucas Moura can't make, the, can't make the team. And, you know, it, it's all there for them. I don't, think the, I don't think the manager wants to be there. Yeah, do you I think, know what? I, I, I think I think he's trying to juggle an awful lot. I think he's trying to juggle players that want out. I think he's juggling players that Erickson. are a little bit bored of what... Uh, yeah, i.e. Eriksson. I think he's trying to juggle players that are probably getting a bit bored on what they're doing, i.e. Deli Alli and, and others. And then, he, then like like you said, you mentioned Lucas Moore there. I can't understand for the life of me how Spurs don't. If they want to play this 4-2-3-1, okay, how they don't just decide to put Moore on one side... Um, Son on the other put Ericsson in behind Kane and just say to the other six lads you should stay back there and look after and we'll go and play because they have everything there they have the physicality you carry, they have the pace the, the coil and, and they have a guy that puts the ball in the net you carry the piano just want to just give it to them lads they'll do the rest mm. um, I have to ask this question uh, Stephen Kingsbury asks what about the Fabinho conundrum one booking away from a suspension do you tell him he's not travelling to um, Aston Villa on next weekend I would send him off to uh, the sales in town, if there is one, mm-hmm. and uh, walk around in a Homburg hat so no one will recognise you. Yep. And uh, I think the best I'd do is maybe let him watch the game. At home. That's as, that's as close as, yeah, that's as close as he's going to get. I'll, okay. find, I'll find a stream for him, a highly legal stream, Yeah. so he can watch the game. We can reactivate his Sky subscription if needs be. I'll put him on the bench, maybe. Just to watch the game. But not not the bench in the ground. <laughs> just a bench. Oh right, okay. So yeah. just sitting on a bench, <coughs> on a bench yeah. with with um with a with an iPad and a decent stream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think under no circumstances do you allow Fabinho to get even close to missing this uh, game against Manchester City. There was some confusion last night whether domestic games count in with yellow cards. So could he take one against say an Arsenal tomorrow, and and or on Wednesday and miss, um. 
you know, the game against Villa and then play against City, but it's actually it's competition specific this season from what I can yeah, make out. So it is, yeah. I it's, think um, it is, yeah. Yeah, it's it, there was a bit of confusion over there. Um Barry Carr does ask there if it gets booked against Arsenal, it does it count? No. Um it's competition specific, so so yeah. that's where the problem is. Uh Carl, this may cause a bit, uh, it won't cause a row between me and you, I don't think, but it may cause a bit of um, a problem on the chat and, and beyond that. But midfield, okay. So he reverts back to his Henderson, Wijnaldum, Fabinho yeah. midfield. It's his go-to, especially in big games. If you look at it yesterday, it was probably the midfield to go with when you look at what Spores went with and what you would expect from Spores. But every single game, Carl, no matter who we're playing, Who's fit? Who's not fit? There always seems to be a problem with the midfield three picks. And Henderson and Monaldum do a job. They do a really good job, in my opinion. But for some reason, the calls for Kate at Knoxley Chamberlain to start, in my opinion, are based on very little. Do you agree or do you disagree? The prop for start, the the, the, the yesterday's midfield won the European Cup. Yep. That's pretty strong. That's that's his A game. That's his A team. And you can see why. And he can point to the big shiny trophy and say, this is why I picked those lads, because they're astonishing. With Milner as a backup occasionally. He plays Keita and Chamberlain against Genk, who aren't as good as Tottenham. And they score two. I mean, the, the, obviously, the, the Chamberlain goals are fantastic. Of course, they were. Keita does really well. And I do like Naby Keita. I really do. But they leave gaps behind them because that's not their game either. In the same way, it's not Tottenham's game to defend. That's not what they do. Um, so Fabiano's, Fabiano's basically got to do the entire midfield on his own, while those two are playing sort of a bit a bit below at number ten. Both of them, you know, that sort of game, pitching that high up the pitch. So it's horses for courses for me. There's going to be times when we think we just need to blast someone away. And Chamberlain loves a shot from outside the box, and Kaiser likes a bit. Of, I think he likes a bit of time because I think either. He, he was brilliant at Man United actually because he slowed down the game and said, "I will. I just need to pick the pass. That's all I've got to do. I'll pick the pass." And yesterday he wouldn't have had time to pick the pass. And Liverpool's midfield is all very, very good at doing different things. You've just got to select the opposition, and that's why Klopp's been brilliant at it. And I know Henderson gets tons of abuse. It's completely lost on me. It really is. Because sometimes you need a man with a big voice to jump around, shout at people, push Danny Rose in the stands, um, score a very nice goal as well. And you're not going to like this, lads. Jordan Anderson's fucking brilliant. He really is fucking brilliant. I've loads of time from him. Because if you played the game as well, that's the man you want behind you. Someone is just going to roar, say, you go there, you go there, you go there. And I mate Neil makes this point as well about him. He's also the policeman of the team. So when Liverpool score and they're all doing, you know, Firmino's doing his strange celebrations and what have you, he's the lad who runs over and says, right, stop that now. Now we've got to concentrate. And they all respect him. And he's first choice for me. He just is. I mean, I know he's not as silky as Kaiser and he's not as sort of um, as attacking as, as, as Chamberlain. But do you know what? Those lads will get their time sometime else. That's fine. Jordan Henderson's Liverpool captain. And the last two Liverpool captains have won European Cups. And I'm not that I'm comparing him to Gerrard. I just think Jordan Henderson, I, it, I'd be astonished if he didn't start yesterday. I'd be astonished if he doesn't start against City. And people can say, yeah, you know, but he doesn't do this, 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 this. Lads, we've dropped two points. Yeah. He knows, he knows what he's doing. We haven't lost a home game for two and a half years. Mm. You see, he knows what he's doing. The, big, the, biggest, the biggest thing for me in this all was, right? Now, listen, 
I don't mind if people say I'd love to see Kate playing, I'd love to see Oxley Chamberlain playing, I'd love to see Milner playing, whoever it is, Lalana, it could be anyone you want. I've no issue with that. That's an opinion. I've absolutely no problem with that. The issue I have is, is that the midfielders picked there yesterday and straight away it's oh, we won't fucking win this game. You know, oh, he's this and he's that. And, you know, like I watched Jordan Henderson yesterday and I can tell you I have a lot of time for Jordan Henderson simply because when I watch him and what he does in the team, I find I don't think Trent Alexander-Arnold and in particular Mo Salah have as an impact or as good a season as they're having if Jordan Henderson isn't there. That's my opinion on it because I watch him and he's basically covering for Salah and he's also saying to Trent, you go and do what you need to do. I'll be here. Don't worry about it. You know, but it annoys me when it comes down to, oh, he should play like this, that and the other. I think you're right, Carl. I think there will be times where we'll have to play against a team where we won't need Henderson's absolute drive and, and, and covering and stuff. We'll need someone a little bit more creative, someone that may be able to strike a decent ball outside the box, i.e., Chamberlain, somebody to get in around them and, you know, nice little interplays and stuff like that, like a Keita. Then again, you might need someone that just, you know, works very hard. Henderson's not available. Milner comes in. There's loads of stuff there that you can you, you can mix a midfield up. I just don't get it when people look at this midfield and go, I don't like Henderson. I haven't liked him in seven years and I'm just going to continue this regardless of what he does. I can tell you he was appalling at Old Trafford. I can tell you that because I watched the game and I thought he was. But and his head was. His head went as well. Yeah, his head absolutely went and he, he probably played about three different positions that day and he ended yeah. up as literally a right winger. He literally ended yeah. up as that, you know. Um, it's just it's just one of those where I I just, I don't mind people giving me an opinion and, and basing that opinion on, well, I think, you know, for argument's sake, is Sheffield United or a, I don't know, if you play a West Brom in a cup or you play a whatever team, I think this midfield might work better because of this. But to turn around and say, oh, we, we won't win anything with this, you know what I mean? Like, we won't win, win anything with this player. You've pointed out, we've dropped two points in seven months. Yeah. And we've two European trophies sitting there. So yeah. it's a bit of a mad one. Um, somebody does say there, the reason this comes up all the time is because, you know, they see that our midfield as the weakest part of our squad. Um, but it's not. It's not that the midfield, because people think the midfield, under Rafa, everyone thought that the midfield had to create Alonso, Mascherano, all that, Gerard. This side doesn't do that. The creativity comes from the, comes from the flanks and the fact that the front three are amazing and they can all play three positions. So it's not that. But you basically need your midfield to do your work for you and give it to the creative players. That's what this, that's what this Jürgen Klopp side does. And just to go back to what you were saying then about, you know, um, Henderson makes Salah do this, he makes Trent do this on, on the right-hand side. That's what I mean when I talk about if if you played the game, you need someone like that. Do you know what, lads? You move up five, you move up five, ten yards. I've got this behind you. Trent, you just stay there and watch him. I've got this lad who's going to try and take you out all the time. He's mine now. That's what you need. Ian Rush used to talk about Graham Sooness and saying, it's like having your big brother on the pitch. And again, I'm not comparing Jordan Henderson to Graham Sooness. No one compares to Graham Sooness. But... That's what I mean about, you know, if, if you played the game, that's what he's for. That's the tough stuff you can't see. And and that's the difference between them. And it's, it's brilliant that he's one of our options. Yeah. Like Stephen Kingsbury says there, uh, he believes that Fabinho, Henderson, Cater will end up being our fourth choice midfield. That may be the case. Stephen Kingsbury will have a reason for that. But I can Steve, see why. Yeah, I, yeah, can abs- see why. I can absolutely see why. I can absolutely see why. Because I feel... I'll put it out there. I think if Kate found top form, I would have him down as a, probably our best midfielder all round if he found form. 
or I, I just believe that because I think he's he's getting used to things physically. Um, he's starting to get used to the patterns of play at Liverpool. I think he has amazing quality. He's a great eye for a pass and he's a decent eye for a goal as well. Going backwards, running backwards, I find he struggles a little bit, but that's also yeah. so, that's something you can add to your game. And it really, it really is. You've seen players over the years that great going forward and had to temper themselves a little bit and, and it worked for them. You know the kind of way. So it's um it, it's just it's it's just one of those that kind of caught me eye and I, I don't mind opinion but I just find when people come on and go, Oh there's the midfield that's shit, he's shit. You know, without even watching the game, it's 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 insane. Um We had we had it before, um I was in Paris the night of the Bayern Munich away game mm. and I checked my phone when the team came out and I've got this thing on Twitter at the moment, which is people are taking the piss off. But, um, before a game, don't run. Don't run before a game. Don't say, oh, that's it. That's it. It's all over. It's mm. all gone. Look at the team. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? No fucking runners. No runners ever. You stand there for Liverpool. And I can't stand that. And I've seen that at half time. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to keep Henderson on there now. Now we've lost this game. Now we've lost. We've got one point out. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Six. Hmm. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. No, it's just it's just a, it's just a mad one for me, and I love I love a football debate. I could debate with you. I could debate with Grizz that's on the show. I could debate with Chris that comes on. I could create with Chris Pajak when he comes on. I can anyone come on debate. I I love it. Debate an opinion. That's what it's all about. I just don't get where people just go. He's not good, and this is the reason why, and stuff like that. Do you know something? I, I, I genuinely think, and I, I wouldn't like to see it happen, but I think if Henderson was injured for five or six weeks and you had to put mm-hmm. Oxley Chamberlain or Kate in there, I think you'd see the difference. Not only not only them trying to play that position, but you'd probably see the effect it'd have on a couple of players around them. That you'd lose that little bit of intensity and trend to be a little bit more stretched, I think. Yeah, it could be. And Salah might be asked to come back and throw it a defensive tackle in at some stage, yeah. which yeah. which is just completely not his thing. Um, but look, uh, we have Arsenal on. Um, is it Wednesday? It is Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah, it's yeah. Wednesday. Night. I just I don't know why I have Tuesday in my head, and it's, it's ridiculous to you have. You may Tuesday be panicking because I'm doing a podcast tomorrow night, so I'm going to miss the game. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably panicking. Yeah, I am probably. I'm not the only one tomorrow night. Actually, um, I'm letting the lads do their, their the club podcast tomorrow night, and I'm taking a night off. But Arsenal um, on Wednesday, the League Cup. What's your feelings on this? Do, do, do you think he might go a little bit stronger than the MK Dons? Or are you are you in the boat that, or in the camp that, no, whoever was at MK Dons, get as many of them on the pitch again. They deserve the time on the pitch. I think it's going to be Pep Linders in goal. Mm-hmm. Um, the man who sells the programmes just at the bottom box at the Cabbage Pub as left back. Now, I think he goes the same way. I think it's the same team as, as MK. It's like the MK Dons game. And he, he, he might throw in, um, obviously, the Kaiser started that game. Didn't he? I think he'll probably go, go the same team. I'd like to see Lallana get a run out. He deserves a, a bit of a thank you for the old for the old Trafford. Kiter, Oxlade-Chamberlain. Um, I want to see more of Harvey Elliott. Uh, and, um, yeah, I can't. We're not, we're not going to go big. And Arsenal are terrible. You never know. Arsenal are absolutely bloody awful. Yeah, but North Red makes a point here that if Arsenal fail 
on Wednesday, Emery could be gone. You know, he, he is walking a bit of a tightrope here. They, they, they seem to have turned on this guy extremely quickly and in, in large numbers. Could he do something where he he goes a bit stronger thinking Liverpool are going to go easy here. I go a bit stronger, gets with you to the next round and buys, well, that's me, what I'd do. buys me a bit of time. That's what I'd do. I'd say, I, I, I would go Lacazette and Aubameyang and Pepe. Mm. I'd go with them and think, do you know what, if we win at Anfield, I know it's not the same, it's not It's not Liverpool, Liverpool, but that gets me a bit more time. So yeah. I think he's. I think that's what he'd do, to be honest. And he's got a good record against us as well. Yeah, he, he has. Yeah, but he, he has, but... It's like I'm just looking at it. I'm thinking they made a lot of changes for their Europa League game. I think it was ten changes from the Europa yeah. League game to the game they played against Palace yesterday. But will you revert back to that team? Can he trust that team? That you know, edged out. Um, I think. Well, I know, well, I know I think who it was an average playing. Portuguese team. Yeah, <laughs> Granite Jacket. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think he's going to play. No, I, I Although don't. Although they think, think or, or, or he might. He just went, you know what, okay, well, I was going to rest you, but if you're going to be like that, in you go. Yeah, that was a bit mad, wasn't it? it I've, I've got two minds about this, to be honest, because part of me does think, that it's, it's, there's a obviously, football is based on hypocrisy, and there is a bit of sort of, we'll boo you, we'll call you for absolutely everything, but if you do the same to us, it's really unfair, and you shouldn't be doing that. I don't like taking the shirt off, because that's... If I was an Arsenal fan, that's my shirt. You can call me for what you want, but don't do that to my shirt. Um, he is terrible. Like he is absolutely, you know, he's an awful player. Yeah, but it's a bad. Yeah, but when you start so reckless, making, when you start making him club captain, you have to, you have to start asking questions about your club, don't you? At times. The thing is, though, who was your? I don't even know who the deputy captain is because the midfielder all twelve years old, aren't they? Yeah, but Granite Jacker was made club captain. Yeah. So I can't understand just, how. Just because I think he's been there long enough. I think that's what it is. Yeah, but Hector Bellerin, <laughs> Hector Bellerin is there years. Bellerin, yeah. But he could have just made long. him club captain. Club captain is one thing on pitches. You know, we've seen that yeah. down the years with, you know, when Redknapp and Fowler and Hippie were yeah, all James, messing yeah, around. Yeah, Redknapp won the treble while, while playing 55 minutes or something. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. Like, you know, um, North Red thinks they are some will go full strength. They have to. I think they will go strong here. I think it's, they'll see it as an opening because I think. You know, they they look at Liverpool and go, big game against Villa, Champions League the following week where they can nearly sew up the group and then they've City. So they've they've a big week ahead, which most weeks are big weeks for Liverpool at the moment. But this, I, this, I, this I think they will go strong. Yeah, I think they will go strong. I, th- I think they will, yeah. Yeah. So a team... It may of, not be enough for them, but... Mm, so a team of something like Adrian... You see, what do you do now? Let, let's talk about this. Matip is out and it looks like six weeks, right? So you're down to Van Dijk, Lovren and Joe Gomez. You have to put two centre halves on the pitch tomorrow night. What happens? I think I'll go go go, Lovren. Would you go with them two tomorrow? Oh, sorry, Wednesday. Oh no, you, you might put the, 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 the that nine foot seven lad we've got as centre back. Van der Berg. Yeah, you might go in. Yeah, I think we're in trouble if we play him. That's being honest. Yeah, I think he might get. He might, he might get turned a bit. Yeah, uh, but I think he's. Got, I think he's going to win the headers. So I I seen um. It, or Heaver. It was it was one of. Uh, it was one of the lads on the Anfield rap, and they suggest it might be Neil Atkinson actually, and he suggested playing Fabinho centre half. Play him in this don't, one. Don't, don't. What if he gets a kick though? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, uh, it's all great having four central defenders, but when you actually lose one and you're down to it's, three, it's actually not the worst idea. You might play Fabinho. It could be. It could be one of those, couldn't it? 
because one day you might have to drop into do back foot properly for a few weeks. Yeah, or could he go something like you know, bring it, bring a centre half in the twenty trees and just put him alongside a Gomez. Yeah, it all depends who he's going to pick against Villa. Whoever he picks against Villa, he might leave out. Regard, you know, i.e. Lovren or, or Gomez. He he's going to have a look there. Harvey Elliott, you have to be looking forward to see. You hope to see Bruce yeah. or Rigi. Them probably our front three. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I think that picks itself. Milner, Milner probably goes right back as captain. With, yeah, with Hoover not being available, and obviously Trent's not going to play. And I'd love to see Larucci get a start at left back. I really would. Yeah, I'd like to see that because he was he was doing really well in preseason before he got the you know before he got kicked up in the air. That'd yeah, be quite nice to see. Yeah, um, Dixon eighty seven has Adrian Milner, Lovren, Van der Berg, Gomez, back four, Kate Chamberlain, Lalana, uh, Arigi, Brewster, Elliot. Yeah, not too bad. I don't know if that'd be the back four though. Milner, Lovren, Van der Berg, Gomez. I, 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 I don't. The front think six is okay though. That front six has got something. Kate Chamberlain, Lalana, Origi, Bruce, Relia. Yeah, it does. But <coughs> sorry, excuse me. I think at the back four, I think I'd love to see. I'd, I'd rather see him go, um, Milner right back and put Larucci in left back. And if you can find a way around centre half, it could be a Fabinho, say Fabinho Gomez with Lovren playing Villa at the weekend. It could be one of those. Yeah. So we'll have to wait to see. Um, anything else for anything else? How's your How's your um, Sherlock Holmes things coming on? Well, speaking of Mister Mister Atkinson, he's my first guest tomorrow night. Cool. So, so you're doing so the, this starts this kicks off tomorrow night. This time tomorrow it'll be my. I've just said on Twitter before. I think I've done about. I think I must have done well over two hundred podcasts in my time, and this is the first time I'll be behind the the dominant microphone, shall we say? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I know Neil well, so it'll be good for that. What's funny though is because it's hosted by an American website called Rippercast and I did a narration for them and they slowed me down by seven percent. Okay. Um when they did the production thing. You sound so drunk. God, so God no, no I sounded very sexy, thank you very much. But, <laughs> I must um, listen. But the um what's about they've got to do with Neil Atkinson? That's gonna be interesting. Yeah. How quick are you gonna how much are they slowing him down? Yeah obviously just just it's got to be half speed. It's got to be. Yeah, well, if you're seven percent, I think Neil will be somewhere in. I, I, I'm going to put him around twenty-eight percent. I think Neil started speaking now to my good evening, Neil. Mm. He's. I think. I think he's working on that answer now straight away. So that's, that's another forty minutes done. Now yeah. it's going to be really good. I'm looking forward to it. It's um, it's a subject to which I know, I, I know a fair bit, so I'm not worried about you know and um, any gaps in knowledge or anything like that. But um, it's just. Uh, yeah, it's a big project, but um, I've not. Done, I've, I've been quite clever and done, but not any time. It's not going to be weekly or anything like that. It's going to be literally when I get the guest and I'm happy with the guest, and then we can do it from there. So I've got 56 stories, podcasts to do. So Jesus, one, one, one for each short story. And if 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 number 56 is in 10 years' time, I don't mind. Yeah, you, you you've put no time limit on it. Best way to be. Yeah. Uh, Larucci is injured, apparently, says Jono. Oh, um, good. Yeah, that, that just puts puts us in our box, doesn't it? Um, Maverick says, is Fabinho one yellow from a ban? Yes, in the league it is, uh, What? how did he say, a competition specific. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Kingsbury says, Arsenal can't defend, so whatever team we feel to have a real chance, that is a fair point. Yeah. Uh, who plays central defensive midfield or, you know, defensive midfield? Uh, I think, do you know what? I think you might put Lallana in there. I think, it's, I think it's Alana, yeah. Yeah, I think he is, yeah. He's done uh, it before. He's done it before. Of course, Kevin O'Sullivan says Lewis can come in at left back if Larucci has a problem. Is Shakiri fit to play? Last update I heard, no. he's still no. recovering from, I think it's a calf injury, is it? It's yeah. still that, yeah. That's still upsetting him. But just, just the last thing on the centre half, and we'll finish it up now in a minute, but 
you know, Matip is out for, for six weeks. And at the start of this uh, podcast, a lot of people coming in on the chat and mentioning what they do. Gomez, Lovren, are they confident? Are they not confident in what, what we may have to do? What what role do you go down with this, Carl? Lovren. You play Lovren. You go Lovren? Yeah. Okay. Because he's, he's, he's got a bad reputation. I don't know why he's got a bad reputation, but I've seen Dion Lovren have plenty of good games. The problem is that when people see Dion Lovren, they think of reputation and... I can understand why that is, but I've done it myself, John Arnarisa. Um, mm-hmm. But and you know, you think straight away, oh, he's in, and he's going to be bad, and he's slightly surprised when they're not quite as bad as they make out. It's very difficult to do that when Liverpool have dropped two points in seven months and uh, won a European Cup. So I don't quite get the anti-Lover and stuff. There's people blaming him for the goal yesterday, and I, 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 if you watched the match today last night, they had three different angles, and the final angle was my one because I was. I'm right in the middle of the goal at the back of the cop. Mm. So I saw the same thing. And people said, oh, he should have closed him down or he turned his back. I think he's either ducking out the way of it. This is all in about three nanoseconds. He's either thinking, I get out of the way of that because I think it's going over. Or I um, I stand up and he sort of does neither. And it hits, you know, it's, it's incredibly lucky. Incredibly unlucky, sorry. Unlucky. Yeah, the, the thing for me, the goal, I think... He does kind of turn away from it. I think if he just stands there, it hits him in the head. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. The one that annoyed me more was the Son chance. Um, it's travelling 75 yards and he... He got done. He got absolutely yeah. done, yeah. He and wasn't he... expecting the ball from the keeper. <clears throat> well, some se- when, when a keeper kicks and it travels 75 yards, the first rule is you don't let it bounce under any circumstances. No. Now, there's argument that Trent could have been in a bit tighter, but it's straight down the middle of the pitch. Let's, it's more or less the middle of the pitch. You know, uh, I think Lovren can easily just take a step to his right or whatever and, and, and deal with it and he doesn't and I I've all, I always say about Lovren the stages of Lovren he'll start off fine he'll we'll be we'll be winning and he gets overconfident and he makes a mistake and then he goes to shit near the end when pa- and he panics and if you can keep him in the fourth stage and if you see him edging into that second stage when we're winning games just give him a slap on the back of the head reset him and, and I think he's fine but I, I don't know Carl I, I think this might be a chance to to get a little bit of renaissance for, for Gomez and, and a bit of carrot and stick here, you know, Matip is out, he is the first choice, but here's your chance. You know, and I don't know, I think he, I think Gomez is in with a real chance here. I like Gomez. I've got some doubts about what he's like when the ball comes above him. Mm. Sorry, I'm coughing. He gets, um, he gets caught under the ball a lot sometimes and he, that's happened more than once. That would be a bit of a worry for him. I think positioning is very good. The fact that he's Virgil's best mate is a good thing as well. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm just not sure with Gomez sometimes. And I know that's heresy, but um, I think he's a perfectly good player. And if, if he played every game for the next 15 games, I wouldn't mind at all. But um, he's not quite as meat and potatoes, if you know what I mean. I think Lovren's a meat and potatoes defender. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan makes a fair point. He said Lovren had the header on target to give the ball to the keeper to kick out. Only seen yeah. that a match of the day last night. Lovren name is more than there's nothing you can do. Yeah, he can have the header, but I still think. And look, I'm not doing it because it's Lovren. I'm I'm doing it if that goes over the top and Matip is there or, or Gomez or Van Dijk yeah. is there and he's done like that. 
Um, I'd still have the same opinion. I just think no centre half should let it bounce. Um, Connor, Pat- it's, the, it's the golden rule, is it? That never cross your, never go across your box. Yeah, and never let it bounce and and stuff like that and play the whistle yeah. and yeah, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but Connor Pastor asks, shut up, and oh, he doesn't ask. He tells me to shut up and tell me about Rocky. So, Carl, you probably don't know what's going on here. I had never up until last Monday seen any of the Rocky movies. That's right. We said this. Yeah. Yeah. So we start watching them. Um, and it was just because a mate of ours uh, has said, I can't really trust you as a human if you haven't seen any of the Rocky films. So I said, okay, let me restore some faith. And I went and watched. So I, I gave Rocky 1 a 6 out of 10. I gave Rocky 2 4 out of 10. It was appalling. And I gave Rocky 3 a 8 out of 10. But I am still waiting to watch Rocky 4, which I believe is, has the best soundtrack of all time. And oh, it's God, pro- really? Proper American cheese is what I've been told, so... It's incredibly, uh, an incredibly anti-Russian. Yeah, incredibly so. Okay, well, uh, you don't Ro- like the first Rocky film? I liked it. I thought it was a bit slow. I gave it six out of ten. I maybe six and a half, but the second one I thought was appalling. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's dreadful. Yeah, the third one was good. Third one was because, good. because Club Lang is 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 a, is a genuinely horrible character. Yeah. I yeah. think that makes it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I thought I thought the third one was good. The fourth one, um, I don't know who's in it. I, you know, apart from the, Ro- the Rocky fella. Yeah, so um, I I will go and watch that. So Connor, thanks for asking, and updates will follow as soon as I watch Rocky Four. I will tell you, I've been told not to go near Rocky Five because it will ruin no, everything Rocky films. for you. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Um, I will try. I have like I literally found this box set with five films. You know, um, a DVD box set that somebody obviously bought me for Christmas or something like that. Found it, and I'm literally going to throw the fifth disc in the bin so I don't ever tempt myself to watch yeah, it. Yeah, don't, 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 don't go near that. No one, no one needs to see that. No worries. We're going to finish it up, uh, Carl. I won't speak to you before the game on Wednesday, uh, but I want a prediction from you. Nil nil penalties, God knows. Nil nil penalties, God knows. Okay, Lovren with the winning penalty. Uh, he took a penalty in Istanbul a few years ago, didn't he? And I think mm. that ball is still in the air. Yeah, yeah. It collided with Charlie Adams. Charlie, Charlie Adams, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was at that Charlie Adams one as well. That's <laughs> that, that, the height that thing got was quite impressive. Yeah, it really was. He he could be useful in the Rugby World Cup, couldn't he? Yes, um, indeed, uh, yeah. later on the week. But look, that's been the Fatback for Daily. Carl, I know you're a little bit under the weather, but thanks a million for joining me. No problem. Absolutely. And we'll talk to you soon. Best of luck with yourself and Neil on this podcast that you start tomorrow on Sherlock Holmes. If anyone looks it, it, up... It could, it could be seven hours. It could be. Sure, yeah. And then if you slow them down by 30%, you have to add that yeah, time exactly, on. So yeah. it, could, um, it could literally be a day. It, it could be the new 24. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Let's, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. That's it. That's the Fatback for Daily. Thanks for joining us. The club will be recorded tomorrow night. I won't be back till Wednesday after the game. I don't know who's on with me, but I will confirm in the meantime. Have a good one. Over now. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. 
The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.